This is an RNZ podcast. Nearly four months have passed since the day New Zealand's biggest magazine maker by far, Bauer Media, stunned its own staff and infuriated its own customers by claiming that the COVID-19 Level 4 lockdown meant it had no option but to shut the business down entirely and try and find buyers for its titles. Now, those included big names in our national culture, The Listener, for example, in print since 1939, and The New Zealand Woman's Weekly, also more than 80 years old. And the current affairs glossies also, Metro and North and South, created by legendary editors Warwick Roger and Robin Langwell back in the 1980s. More than 300 people lost their jobs back then in April when the magazines vanished from shop shelves and subscribers' mailboxes without notice. And as weeks went by, the names of possible and potential buyers appeared in the news, along with news stories saying that the process wasn't going very well. But then, in June, Australia-based private equity firm Mercury Capital announced that it would be acquiring the Bauer Company's magazines. Last week, Bauer announced that many of those magazines, including Woman's Day, New Zealand Woman's Weekly, the Australian Woman's Weekly New Zealand, The Listener and Air New Zealand's in-flight magazine Cura, will all resume publishing immediately. However, other lifestyle titles like Next, Taste, Fashion Quarterly, Home and Simply You would not be resuming immediately. They're still being assessed for sale, the statement said. And Bauer's statement also said the New Zealand business would have around 40 local editorial and advertising personnel and would be headed up by Bauer's former general manager, Stuart Dick. This week we asked for an interview with Stuart Dick to ask what's the plan. Subscribers will be keen to know just what the magazines might look like and read like when they're back. Well, Stuart Dick thanked us for our interest, but referred us to Bauer head office across the Tasman, where Brendan Hill is still the Australian New Zealand CEO, and he remains in this role under the new ownership. Yeah, look, they sold uh, both the Australian and the New Zealand businesses a going concern to Mercury Capital, an investment firm, actually based in, based in New Zealand. Those guys uh, took over ownership uh about a week and a half ago, uh, and then decided to reinstate and republish the the titles they bought in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, they're right. They did sell two to two uh, individual publishers, uh, North and South and Metro. Uh, immediately announced we'll restart uh, most of the, the, the larger titles, and then they're still looking either to restart the other ones or to sell them to private individuals as well. Okay, but in terms of Bauer Media's involvement and executives like yourself, um, you're still pulling the strings over there. Yeah, yeah, look, I'm CEO of both countries still, and um, yep, I've appointed Stuart in New Zealand to be GM, along with Sarah Henry, who'll be the editorial director there. So, um, and they're busy together, getting together a team, a strong team of, of journalists to get back in, on the magazine. So, yeah, Mercury's left uh, the current management team in place. Yeah, so how is this going to work, though? Because uh, there were some, uh, around about 250 people who effectively lost their jobs when Bauer shut down in early April here in New Zealand. Now the release says um, Stuart and Sarah and the team will be about 40 strong. I mean, who who are they? Have they already been recruited? No, they were, they've started getting recruited um, since we announced. So there's quite a few people starting on Monday, I believe. Uh, then we'll just the the people up as we get the new office space ready, which will be another two weeks away. Okay, so there'll be an office, so there will be an actual HQ and the journalists can work out of there, but if there's 40 and previously there were, what, 250 staff of the the former Bauer Media New Zealand, um, does that mean that effectively a lot of the production work and indeed a lot of the journalism will actually be in Australia and, you know, some of these titles are effectively going to be Australian published titles? 
No, no, it would be exactly the same as they were prior. Um, there was quite a long tail of smaller titles in that business in New Zealand, and that they all were very big advertising models. So the, the advertising department um, had a lot of people in it, uh, which we don't need that many anymore. Uh, and also there was all the operational work. So all the, all the content would be created in New Zealand, the advertising sold there, but the back-end operations such as finance and human resources, and, uh, circulation, all those um, functions will be provided from the Australian team. Okay, and presumably the printing will be done here too, right? Because you know the Mercury Capital Company owned the basically the, the the printer that published a lot of those titles. Yeah, we had a fan, we have a long long standing relationship with Webster, who have been our printers for the last decade. So yeah, they'll they'll continue on with the printing. Okay, so the likes of the statement uh, last week said uh, the likes of Woman's Day, New Zealand Woman's Weekly, uh, the New Zealand Listener, and others uh, would resume publishing immediately. Was uh, the phrase used, um, but w- w- I mean, when, when exactly will they roll off the press? I mean, if you're still only just beginning to recruit, and some of those people just starting next week, um, they won't be ready yet, will they? No, it'll be early September was the announcement date. Yeah, so that's when all the subscriptions will be um, back in the letterboxes. And how closely will these resemble uh, the magazines that people were buying um, before the shutdown of the company here in early April? Because a lot of the staff. You know, have left a lot of Bauer staff actually set up their own editorial operations. Um, one or two have even started a, a you know magazine of their own. So um, it's not going to be the same, is it? Yeah, yeah, it will be. Um, <laughs> a lot of the people have um, been really delighted to come back. So we're, we're really um, delighted with the team we've put together. It's all ex-employees, so that's really good um, in that regard. And I think the magazines that you see as they were prior, will be exactly the same now in terms of the pagination, the quality of the content, the contributors we have, the art directors, the journalists, etc., will be back as they were. Uh, the only the one other big thing is that during this kind of lockdown period, Women's Day New Zealand and Australian Women's Weekly New Zealand um, hasn't had a lot of New Zealand content in them because it had to be produced from Australia over that period. Um, so then those two magazines, which are two of the biggest titles in the country, uh, will be back uh, in that New Zealand editorial office and they'll be having the same amount of New Zealand content as they had prior. Yeah, some of the readers uh, didn't respond well to that hybrid that didn't have a lot of Kiwi content. Some of the some of the talkback was a, a, a little harsh about those editions. Yeah, it was a pretty tough time for us, and I, I hope they understand what we um, always had a plan to try and bring them back, either under a new ownership or with someone else owning them. So we just wanted to keep them going, and, and now we want to improve them. Yeah, so when you go on, for example, the subscription website MagShop uh, in New Zealand, uh, that has indeed been updated to say September is when a lot of these publications will be will be back and ready, and subscribers will get their issues and that interim period where there weren't any uh, will be added on to their subscriptions. But, I mean, have you had to pay out a lot of New Zealand subscribers because people did complain that the company was sitting on money, people have paid up front? Yeah, I agree. And look, anyone could get a refund at any time, and they still can. Um, so yeah, anyone that requested a refund, we processed that and they got their money back. So that, that was ongoing throughout the whole period. And uh, But have you lost a fair few who've said, sorry, I'm, I'm out, and, you know, yeah, they... Yeah. they Yep, a few people did want refunds, which is completely understandable. Um, so hopefully they can, um, now they say we're going again, hopefully they'll resubscribe again. Mm. When you say a fair few, do you know how many would have dropped out? Oh, you're talking in the, in the low, low, under 10%, well under, probably around five, I think. About, of existing subscribers to those titles. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, finally, you mentioned there the team being recruited and some former staffers, uh, you know, back in some roles. C- can you tell us who they are? Because New Zealanders would love to know who's editing and, and writing for those publications. I think we've 
sorry, I think we're still down another three or four days away. They've got their contracts, but they haven't signed them yet. So uh, be early next week, we'll be able to make some announcements around that team. That was Brendan Hill, the Australian-New Zealand chief executive of Bauer Media, based in Sydney, who's still in charge of New Zealand magazines, including the New Zealand Listener and New Zealand Woman's Weekly, which Bauer Media has sold to the private equity company Mercury Capital.